2: Well, I got to say, I've been pretty happy with the baseball these last 3 days. At least Oh yeah, a couple of us are here. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds Locked On Rangers crossover as we recap three games at Great American Ballpark for the Texas Rangers and the Cincinnati Reds. I am Jeff Garr and he is Stephen Offenbaker. I pointed the wrong way. He is Stephen Offenbaker. We are co hosts of the Locked On Reds podcast and joining us and we are joining him is Bryce Patrick from Locked On Rangers as our two teams don't really play a whole lot. In fact, I remember looking at the matchup on Tuesday night of Martin Perez against the Reds and he'd only ever pitched against the Reds one time in his career but we're going to get into our big thoughts about this series we're going to look at some guys who impressed us on the other side of the diamond and what our two teams can look forward to moving forward as we get into the season. But Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Rangers, we are both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And we thank you to our everydayers who are out there listening to us. Make sure you drop us a line in the comments section. Let us know that you're an everydayer. And if you're an everydayer, what would you think about this series? Uh, whether you're a Rangers fan or a Reds fan, uh, I'm, I'm guessing some felt a little differently about this because, Bryce, I don't think you're feeling the same way that we are.
3: No, I'm upset. I'm I'm mad online. You can even put that in the newspaper. I I am mad online. Uh, (laughs) Sorry to drill, but you can print that everywhere. This is an unacceptable result to this series. The Rangers were riding high, still atop the division, even after getting swept by the Reds. I mean, the Rangers and Reds have been in about the same level of competency the last few years, and now there's expectation of the Rangers, and they were exceeding them to head into this series. And then you go in. You win two out of three against the A's. You're like, eh, kind of wish we would have swept that. All right, it's fine. You got three in Cincinnati. Then you head, head home to to play four at home against the Yankees you'll uh, probably take two out of three against this red team. Nope. Here comes the one run, stupid loss at the beginning of the, at the beginning <laughs> of the series. Okay. Whatever. It's a one run loss. It's fine. Then you lose another one run loss with a six, nothing lead heading into the seventh and a bullpen that up to this point had been pretty good. Granted, they hadn't been tested in a whole lot of close games. You think, okay, well, that's stupid and really frustrating. Um, but you know, you got John gray on the hill, for the finale i i know it's it's graham ashcraft and he's probably this is probably the the best pitcher that the reds have so far this year but it's graham ashcraft like the rangers can can take one against this reds team they've used a lot of their bullpen in these high leverage games the last couple of days nope two run loss walk off home run i believe the first home run that jonathan hernandez allowed all season so uh
2: yeah i'm, I'm not feeling too good right now well, I tell you what—I was at the ballpark for Game Two and Game Three of this series, and I think the electricity uh, stretched all the way to the uh, Big Island of Hawaii.
4: Uh, oh, it did! Because I am pumped up. In fact, I, I wrote a little ditty for all of our Rangers listeners. It's <laughs> gonna rub it in just a bit, and and I'm just gonna preface this with: I'm a graduate of Frost High School in Frost, Texas, <laughs> so I, I have po- I have license to mess with this song because the Reds were right. Every night. That's why we sweat Texas. Yes. <laughs>
2: We are singing. We are singing Whoa. on the Lockdown my Reds, God. Lockdown Rangers crossover here today. Yeah, no. It, There's Bryce, angry Boy like, in Texas right now. I, I, I'm I one of them. You, coming <laughs> into a series like this, the way that the Rangers have started, it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, can the Reds just take one? And the fact that they were able to win that first game in such dramatic fashion, you really started to think, like, what could happen in this series? And then the eighth inning on Tuesday night of just – bloop and, and, and you always joke. I mean, you're sitting there, you're watching the game and you're down by five and you've only got six outs to play with. And you're just like, you know, if they get a bloop, a bloop, a bloop, a bloop, and a blast they're in this game. And it's like, you don't think that's actually going to happen. And then it's just a bunch of bloops. There was no blast on Tuesday night and there wasn't a blast until the walk off on Wednesday. And that's the first home run that the reds have hit in eight games. It was almost a nine game stretch. Without and a home run. And, it, and then it you're telling me Jonathan that's the Hernandez. first home run that it, it, that pitcher had given up for the Rangers. It was just There's so much about this series that, I mean, if you're, you're super excited on the red side, you're kind of frustrated on the Rangers side. Really, the big part of this is that's baseball.
3: I mean, Jonathan Hernandez has 0. 0.7 home runs per nine allowed in his career. <laughs> 0. 0.7 in 88 career innings the guy does not allow home runs he is an extreme sinker baller it is very hard to get the ball in the air and i believe the the guy who hit the walk-off blast that was his first home run of the year
2: yep it was oh yeah it yeah, yeah. of course,
3: out. Of course. It, it, it's that's baseball honestly like the rangers have been doing so well i thought that losing two out of three against oakland was going to be a way that like they get baseballed um but no a, a sweep to the reds um the reds are a scrappy team like they've, they've got some some pieces parts that that really impressed me in this series but it's still not a great baseball team the rangers went into houston took two out of three there they have four games against the yankees they have won against they swept the phillies to start the season the reigning nationally champion yeah. phillies the rangers are two five and five and one against the teams who are in the world series last year so far this season like they're not just beating up on bad teams. Like I know the Phillies were off to a rough start, but but still like they were not just doing this against the A's, the A's, the A's and right. the A's again. Like <laughs> this is a team that actually had expectations going into the season and started getting my hope up a little bit, brought it back down to earth, not crashing completely into into earth and burying myself after the series as much as i want to maybe after this series against the yankees we'll we'll see how much i want to just bury my head in the sand but uh yeah this this is not what the rangers wanted
4: at all no a lot of things had to go right for the reds uh you know the reds bullpen uh picked up the slack for the starting rotation that has struggled all of a sudden uh pitchers that we rely on to not struggle have been struggling and the bullpen really stepped up. Uh, David Bell gets one over on Bruce Bochy, which nobody would have (laughs) predicted that before the beginning of this series. So, you know, lots of things broke our way and, you know, we don't get things like this very often. So I am definitely going to enjoy it.
2: Yeah, that was something. And I'm curious of your, your thoughts on this because we talked about it after Tuesday night's win and I was pumped up. And we also admitted the fact that okay, so David Bell has T.J. Friedel up, who just pinch hit uh, the the inning before that, and so they're pinch hitting for the guy that pinch hit last inning with Will Myers who was scratched from the starting lineup with neck spasms. And then as soon as Bruce Mochi goes to the bullpen to make a righty righty matchup, then they pinch hit again and they bring in lefty Jake Fraley. And we were talking about it in the stands we're just like, is this genius or is this ridiculous? And I had a friend say he was just like, well if he's out, it's the worst decision I've ever seen anybody made. And if it works, it's the best decision that I've ever seen anybody make. Like, what did you see from that on the Rangers side of things?
3: Well, I was just honestly confused. I was like, all right, this is like 5D chess. I mean, Bruce Bochi is a tac- tactical legend, and the mm. Rangers have had a lot of, I think, pretty decent managers. I mean, the the last, I think, five managers they'd hired before this were all first time managers, going back all the way to Ron Washington, Jeff Bannister, um, the uh, Chris Woodward. Um, all of those guys were first time managers. And, you know, I don't think, you know, they weren't. They weren't wrong at the time, but none of them were really tactical geniuses, I would say. And I think that Ron Washington, as great as a coach as he is, as great as a person around baseball, and as, as great as he was at controlling a clubhouse, his in-game tactical management lost the Rangers the World Series in 2011. Like there, There's just no other way around it. And so having a guy who knows what bullpen piece to bring in, what defensive substitution to make. Like Every single game when the Rangers are up, he's making these defensive substitutions like, yes, this is the right one. The Rangers have not done this in years and years and years. So having a guy like Bruce Bochy, who is pulling the right strings, and for the most part, he is bringing this group of relievers that I think was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. They they have some good stuff. Will Smith knows how to pitch in in the clutch. Jonathan Hernandez has got some really nice stuff. Ian Kennedy, his numbers aren't pretty, but his expected numbers, all of his baseball savant numbers look Mm -hmm. much, much better than what he's doing and so i think bruce Bochi has been able to do that but even even the best manager making you can still make the right choice and it still end up going wrong
2: and that's the thing because we
4: contended that that will myers was never going to bat like that was just a total deke on david bell's part because will myers being scratched with that neck spasm just wasn't available and i think it just went perfect and you know this we may look back on this series months from now and be like well remember that one time when we swept texas because that's probably the highlight folks
2: yeah i i can remember 2019 when that reds team swept the astros i can remember last year when we swept the yankees and we swept the rays and just a whole lot of weirdness um amongst some teams that really weren't all that great but yeah no it's it's nice for a series for sure and uh, at least you know we've had three days of euphoria, especially after last week, which was such a rough week to be a Reds fan. But you know what? There there were some things, and and I'm I, I know for a fact that half of the pitching seemed to be a little bit rough for the Rangers, but one half was really really good. And I'm going to tell you what I thought about that coming up here in just a moment. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to tell you about one of our sponsors for today, and that is eBay Motors. You know, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply new game day shirt boom cashback food for the tailgate You know, you can catch all of the hometown broadcasts for the Reds and the Rangers on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Reds or Rangers. Make sure as well, thank you so much, by the way, for checking out today's Lockdown Reds, Lockdown Rangers crossover. And uh, thanks for checking us out as your first listen every day. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to get you ready on Lockdown Reds for a weekend series against the Oakland A's. Oh my gosh. I don't want to get him myself, but it feels like some opportunity there. Meanwhile, Bryce, they got a huge series against the Yankees coming up. What are you feeling about that? Uh, It'll be really interesting.
3: The Rangers have some of their best starting pitchers. They'll have, uh, they'll go up against Garrett Cole, Andrew Heaney versus Garrett Cole on the Thursday game. And then Jake DeGrom on the Hill in the Friday game. We will see how that series goes. The Rangers might've been caught looking ahead and not looking too closely at this red series, hoping to take three out of four, or at least split the series against the Yankees, kind of prove themselves as legitimate AL West contenders.
2: Well, and I tell you what, you you mentioned the starting pitching matchups. That was something that absolutely impressed me about the Rangers in this series. I, I looked at the guys that the Reds were going to be going against. I and mean, I know that Martin Perez and John Gray have had some pretty nice careers, but they pitched phenomenally well. And I thought Martin Perez, he started to slow down there in the seventh and they kind of, that was at the point where you were like, okay, you kind of got to pull him and you got to go to the bullpen. But he was shutting down. I remember specifically a good morning, good afternoon, good at night at bat against Jonathan India, that he looked like he had no idea where the pitch was coming from from where the pitch was going and he was swinging like ah maybe maybe I'm gonna hit it I don't know and that was all night long Martin Perez just absolutely dominated the Reds and it was fun to say because like looking back on his career he's faced the Reds one time and there's only one guy on the Reds 40-man roster currently who faced Martin Perez back in 2013 and of course that's Joseph Daniel Vado, who's on the injury that's this. what I was so he about wasn't to even say in the lineup. yeah so uh <laughs> You know, time is uh you know, Father Time's undefeated, and when it came to Martin Perez, it, it's like as if he's faced the Reds a million times and he knew exactly how to pitch against them. I, I was super impressed with the starting pitching from the Rangers in this series. It was it was great. And I think the last
3: series that I remember the Rangers playing at Great American Ballpark. You Darvish was still a Texas Ranger and hit his only career home run at the dead center field. An <laughs> Absolutely amazing shot by you Darvish. Yep. Um, Martin Perez and the starting pitching staff, that's really what it's been all about this year. Martin Perez last year, people might not have realized. He was absolutely incredible. He made his first all-star team at age 31. He spent a few years away from Boston. He was a homegrown Texas Ranger, a guy who was a top prospect and just never really could quite figure it out. The stuff was, was pretty good. He had a lot of expectations placed on him, basically said, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be the next Johan Santana because he's from Venez- Venezuela and he's left handed. and He's like all this hype about him. And he came up when he was really, really young. He was 21 when he was a rookie um, and he was just he was fine. He was a fine pitcher, not that great, just kind of back into your rotation. Um, just it felt like everything would really unravel on him. He'd have these big innings where he, you know, get in his own head, allow a few base runners and things would just kind of spiral. The stuff isn't incredibly different than what he's been doing the last couple of years. I mean, 2022, there there was nothing, there was no jump in velocity, no jump in spin rate, no like new pitch that he was unveiling. He was just trusting his stuff. He's like, I've been in the big leagues for 10 years now I've got the stuff to get these big league hitters out. I'm just going to go at them and pick my spots. And if I get lit up a little bit, then I'll just come back and and keep doing it because more times than not these big leaguers are going to get themselves out. And so I, he was like one of the big, if not the biggest storyline for the Rangers last year. They had to bring him back because they brought him back before they signed all these three new pitchers and Heaney, Degrom, Gram and uh, Nathan Eovaldi. But the starting rotation going from being Martin Perez and John Gray when he was healthy last year and a bunch of guys who eh, Dane Dunning deserved to be a starter, but everyone else kind of didn't going from that to like five absolute grownups and several of them are actually very good in a rotation. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh my gosh, it, it makes all the difference in the world.
2: Yeah. That was that, that was something that just impressed me, Steve, is that the, the Reds line up as much as they tried, even to an extent on Wednesday. And I know that they ended up winning that game and they did score a couple of runs against John Gray. Like the, the Rangers starting pitching staff really held this reds lineup down. And I know that they struggled mightily in Pittsburgh as well, but this lineup is not that lineup that got held the six runs in four games in Pittsburgh. They are much better than that. I do want to give a a shout out.
3: Speaking of speaking of, uh, of of my boy John Gray shout out to him who who's gotten two exactly two strikeouts in his last three starts he has been six <laughs> strikeouts away from a thousand career strikeouts and he finally got it in, in this nice. start and he got robbed of 999 on a pitch that was like basically like identical to like a called strike two pitches before and ended up being a ground out but I was like is he really going to go 6 innings and not get he's only going to get one <laughs> strikeout? So I was watching that towards the end of this game I'm like all right all right at least he got it Anyway, Steve, I, I cut you off in the middle of something there.
4: Oh, no. it's I, we We're going to talk a little bit about the Reds lineup, and I'm just excited for what is going on with Nick Senzel right now. Uh, yeah. You know, Jeff has been Jeff has been kind of poo-pooing Nick Senzel a little bit over the last few days. First, he called him boring and said he wasn't doing anything exciting, so Senzel goes out and has a three-hit game. And then Jeff starts calling him Nicky One-Bagger or Nicky – I forget what he Nicky called one him. Nicky One-Bags, yeah. Nicky One-Bags <laughs> because, he, oh, he can get singles. And he goes out and hits the uh, – walk off home run to uh, break the home run drought. And, you know, basically, Jeff, I think you just need to keep talking smack about Nick Senzel the rest (laughs) of the way because clearly it is having an effect. It was really good to see this team uh, scrap and pull together and and win these games the way they won these games uh they can score runs in bunches it gives me hope for what's going to come the rest of the season uh watching what tj friedel has been able to do watching what jonathan india has been able to do and now if some of these other guys get hot and do some of the things we've expected from them all along like Nick Senzel, uh he looks comfortable he looks good over there at third base chef i don't know we're gonna have to spend some time on that later yeah. this week uh, and, and talk about that a little bit but for for this Reds lineup to do what they did against uh, a pitching staff in a bullpen that, while, you know, not celebrated, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit they're they're not they're not elite, but they're they're above average, I think. And for the Reds to to not only be able to beat up on them a little bit, but then for the Reds bullpen also to give them a fighting chance all at the same time, you know, we don't usually have all those parts come together at the same time. We don't usually get the pitching and the hitting to align. It's one or the other. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited with the way that things played out in this three game set at great American ballpark.
2: Well, and and it needed to, I mean, this lineup had to contend against the Rangers lineup that has some dudes that are just dealing. I mean, uh, you know, Josh Young there in that first game had a multiple homer game. You had Nathaniel Lowe on Tuesday with the homer. Adolis Garcia came in hotter than fire. Like the the Reds had to keep up with that lineup, Bryce.
3: Yeah, it was it was a deep lineup, and the the way you kept up by hitting both third baseman and the finale of this game in the hand with a pitch. Josh Young, thankfully, it seems like he's okay. It's just a bruise on his hand. He had to come out uh, before he even got his second at bat, he was hit in the hand. Um, Then Ranger current Ranger, great Travis Jankowski, making a <laughs> amazing play, nearly made two amazing plays in former the first Red. inning. Um, former Reds. Great. Um, Yeah. He is second in baseball yeah. reference for uh, on the Rangers at, as of right now, 0. 0.8 war. He, he's been legitimately really good. He had, I, I believe it was a rib contusion. I don't think he's going to have to go on the IL. If the Rangers had to put those guys on any extended, il list like they they're really coming up on a 40-man crunch so that would have been a real real problem for them so hopefully none of them have to miss any time they already have Corey seager out um but i was really impressed with the reds and the, and something the rangers have not been able to do and are having some real problems on the farm right now doing is homegrown pitchers the rangers have been terrible like historically terrible like unbelievably terrible for the last like 30 years of developing like any homegrown pitchers at all, even just like competent back into the rotation guys. They just can't do it. Martin Perez kind of counts because uh, he came back and they kind of fixed him. But you know, seeing former TCU great Nick Lodolo, who did get up quite a few bombs, it's still I, I I like the kid. I think he's gonna be a good, good starter. Graham Ashcraft really, really impressed me in this one, and I always turn on the TV for some. MLB TV for some Hunter Green because that guy is really, really fun to watch. The Rangers have not been able to do that. They have a lot of top prospects that are highly touted pitchers. Jack Leiter's had some real struggles the last couple of years. Maybe Kuro Rocker is the one who breaks through. Maybe Cole Wynn figures it out. Maybe Cole Reagan's moves in the starting rotation eventually and figures it out. But like the Rangers have just not been able to develop any starting homegrown starting pitching. And to see three of these guys for the Reds, I, I think are going to be pretty decent starters for the long term, I mean, Hunter green just signed that extension for what the next six years, I think. And like, I would really like to be able to do that for the Rangers. <laughs> Granted, It also nice to be able to combine that with the the heavy spending. That's how you get the really good teams. Um, but still I'm, a, I'm a little jealous of that Graham Ashcraft fellow would, would like to be able to grow one of those on the farm.
2: Well, you got a guy in your uh, farm system who shares the last name, a lighter, and we're not going to mention the, his, his father, but, Ugh. um, we don't like them <laughs> in Cincinnati. Uh, but you did mention a key to the Reds moving forward. Graham Ashcraft, Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green. What do they do? That That's a key to the Reds moving forward, and we're going to get into some keys for the Rangers as to how they can reach their goals this season uh, as we move past this series. That's coming up right after this. I want to tell you about one more sponsor. That is BetterHelp. The show is brought to you in part by better help. You know, I am always learning new things about myself. I'm a person who is comfortable in my own skin. Just as soon as I feel that I've mastered something though, something new comes along for me to overcome. We weren't meant to do this all by ourselves, whether you're a friend or whether through friends or family, we all need someone to talk to. What if you feel like there's no one else you can turn to though? There's always help out there. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash L O C K E D O N M L B to get 10% off your first month. You can follow us on Twitter. You can uh, follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow Bryce at Bryce Patrick because, you know, he he can spell his name the way that he's supposed to spell it because he's cooler than us, I guess. I don't know. But uh, for takes in between episodes on the Reds and the Rangers, check us out on Twitter that way. And speaking of which you can get the hometown broadcast for both teams for the Reds and the Rangers on Sirius XM, just download the SXM app and search Reds or Rangers. All right, guys uh, coming out of this series, I I think we've, we've seen some, some encouraging things for both teams, even though I know the Rangers got swept, there's obviously the encouraging parts of the lineup and (laughs) of the starting rotation. There's encouraging parts for the Reds and the bullpen and the lineup. And I guess Nixon Zell. Uh, but, but what is the most encouraging thing? And what is something that the Rangers can take away from these three games in Great American Ballpark? Uh, Leaving the state of Ohio,
3: (laughs) 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 nothing good has happened there these last few days. It's just it's been rough. No shade to the state of Ohio, except for slight shade to the state of Ohio. Um, (laughs) But the Rangers just need to get out of there. This is what this is their worst early season series at all and they haven't faced much adversity this is adversity they needed to learn from it they needed to figure that out they've got some tougher series headed along the way seeing josh young come out of there thankfully hopefully he won't miss too much time maybe just like a day or so seeing him heat up with the bat seeing marcus Simeon continue to be incredible on the road like this this lineup is pretty darn deep and some of the guys towards the back end of it, in Leody Tavares and Ezekiel um, Durant as well, all of those guys kind of heating up, as well as Robbie Grossman, who had just he had a great opening day, We had a 3 on home run, and then he had, I believe, an 0 for 22 or 24 stretch, and then he's on, I believe, a five or six-game hitting streak, where he's looking a little bit better. So the Rangers needed some of the bottom-end depth to kind of step up with Corey Seager out for, I believe, another couple weeks or so. And Mitch Garver also out for another couple of weeks or so. People forget Mitch Garver's on the Rangers because he hasn't played a whole lot because he's been hurt because he's Mitch Garver. But this lineup needs needs those guys at the bottom end to kind of step up. Hopefully the bullpen can kind of learn from the mistakes and see, all right, this is what it's like to pitch in these close games. We haven't done that a whole lot this year, um, and maybe they can figure it out <laughs> against the Yankees if they have to pitch in some close games, which I'm guessing they will.
2: And I feel like, Steve, the Rangers are where I think the Reds can get to next year. But what is the biggest thing for the Reds moving forward?
4: Well, there's a couple things. Uh, when we're talking about the position players, uh, offensively, they can't afford to let down. Uh the Reds are notoriously bad West Coast road trip team. They just always seem to bomb. They particularly have problems at the Oakland Alamela Coliseum or whatever now we're calling that monstrosity. <laughs> they have problems there. Uh ever since 1990 Emperor that was the last time they were home, good that was the <laughs> last time they were good in Oakland was 1990 So they need to not let down. They need to go in there and continue to hit the ball and score runs. Uh, The flip side of that is the starting pitchers really need to figure out what is going on. Uh, Nick Lodolo, his next time through, needs to be a better pitcher. He needs to be Mm -hmm. the Nick Lodolo he was uh, to open the season. He needs to go five or six innings and take some of the pressure off of this bullpen. Likewise, we need to continue to see improvement from Hunter Green. And then obviously the Reds still kind of need to figure out what we're doing with the other two guys in the rotation. Uh, looks like Luke Weaver's done enough to continue to be run out there and see what he can do. Uh, Luis Sessa wasn't horrible his last time out, but I'm convinced he still belongs in the bullpen. And I would like to see somebody come up from Louisville and fill that spot. Uh, I think another bad start from Sessa might make that happen. So, you know, they have to be consistent, Jeff. The, the problem is. They're, they're still young and inexperienced and and patchworked and they're swinging this pendulum between decent and awful, decent, awful. And what we really need from them is some consistent baseball where they can just be, you know, decent and, and stay good and give teams competition. And I'm not saying they're going to go out and win every game, but we definitely don't need a repeat of what we saw in Pittsburgh. They need to be more like this team that we saw against the Rangers last three days
2: and and i think you're right like i mean this whole season is going to be a bit of a roller coaster ride for a team like the reds and and, and looking at a team like the rangers and how they have taken a step forward and part of that is you know the, they're being invested in the roster you, you bring in guy like uh, Corey cory seager and jacob de and marcus simeon over the last couple of years and and andrew heaney and nathan uvaldi like you're investing in the roster there the reds if they find that sort of consistency, like we think they can at some point this year, that should signal to this front office and to this ownership group really is what we're talking about here, that it's time to invest. It's time to put money into the roster. They spent the last two years taking it out of the roster and hoping that we've got some guys who start to develop and kind of as Bryce has pointed out, there are some key guys that are starting to impress. There are some guys that are starting to, you know, really break out in front of our eyes and, and, and turn into pretty good major league ball players. And then there's still some parts of this roster that are kind of black holes. So how do you fill those black holes? You mentioned Luis Sessa, like coming up in this Oakland series, I expect him to pitch. Well, Th- this is not a game that I'm going to look at. And and, and we'll get into this more on tomorrow's se- series preview against Oakland, but this is not a game that I look at Luis Sessa and I say, you know what? I'm going to be okay. If you get pulled in the fifth, no, like, he's got to throw six innings against a team like Oakland. That's just the case. And and you know what? Credit to Luke Weaver. He got blasted, but he was still able to at least, you know, take enough punches for the Reds that the bullpen didn't have to overstretch itself, which has been such a huge problem for this Reds team. Like They, they pitched really well. And, and according to fan graphs, here's, here's a heck of a thing, because I saw this uh, just before we started recording. According to FanGraphs and their metric of wins above replacement, the Reds have the number two bullpen in major league baseball. Now they've also thrown the ninth most innings. Yeah. The only team that's better than the Reds, according to Fangraph's war, F war is the Baltimore Orioles. And they're pretty darn good right now. So the fact that the Reds are up that high is awesome, but the usage that's really high too, and I would love to see that come down. So that that's a huge. Well, it has to. Forward. If
4: it doesn't, if it doesn't come down, there's not going to be any arms left by July.
2: They're going <laughs> to have to wrong. go to a whole new tired. bullpen. That there was the Rangers'
3: entire problem last year. Is the starting pitching was just so bad it couldn't go deep into games, and I think the the bullpen was was awful last year. But I think it was just completely overworked. Is Is And the Rangers bullpen was doing really well in the early season last year. And it's just towards the end, it's like, all these guys are just exhausted and there's nobody else left. And you keep trotting them out there. And if they're all you got, then they're going to get lit up. And and I mean, those problems really, really torpedo. And thankfully with Rangers new pitching, starting pitching staff, hopefully that won't be as much of an issue this year. Like the bullpen still isn't great. And I don't think they're going to be amazing. But if you work them a lot less, then that really, really helps you down the line. It's true.
2: It's true. And I tell you what, that is how we're going to end. Thanks everybody for checking out today's locked on reds locked on Rangers crossover. Actually, before we leave, wanted to let you know, you can catch the hometown broadcast for the reds and Rangers on the SiriusXM XM app. Just download the SXM app and search reds or Rangers. And as we conclude today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed to both of our channels and you can follow the reds and the Rangers all season long. Both teams are going to be a lot of fun to follow. I mean, one team is really gunning for a playoff spot and the reds. Well, we're, we're just hoping that they kind of take that stuff forward. And maybe next year they're gunning for a playoff spot, but I definitely think they're going to be better than they were last. Season, And you can follow along every single day with both of us here, Locked On Reds and Locked On Rangers, because we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. We will see each and every one of you tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On
2: Podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.